0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Rock M Radio. Uh, This is another episode of uh, Dive Cuts, I guess. Interview series is uh, something that uh, might be going with. Uh, The biggest news in and around college sports these days uh, is all about conference realignment. Um, The Big Ten, uh, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 have all decided to just sort of throw everybody up into the air. uh, And see what lands and and so we have a, a a remade big 10 a remade big 12 and a decimated pac 12 uh, so to kind of talk about this i decided to reach out to uh, a good friend cj moore from the athletic uh, cj a couple years ago wrote an article uh that you can actually find on his twitter feed uh at cj moore hoops um, but the the article is, is titled, A Modest Proposal, One Man's Quixotic Quest to Remake Men's College Basketball Conferences into an Ideal Alignment. I think it's very much worth the read. I'd recommend looking it up. Uh, and you can probably do so either before, you can pause this, uh, or after um, uh, this, this discussion. So without any further ado, uh, let's get to CJ Moore from The Athletic. And I'd like to welcome into our Fair Vid podcast. Uh, longtime friend of the pod, one of my favorite basketball writers uh of all time, the great CJ Moore of the Athletics. CJ, uh, how are things
1: uh over in the you know KC Metro these days? Uh right now, it looks a lot sunnier where you are. It's it's cloudy and rainy and uh <laughs> I think yeah. all that's heading our way. <laughs> yeah, we uh we have a baseball team that that wants to go away, I think, you know, trying to get a new home. But uh I don't care about all that. I just care about yeah. basketball. So. hey, as as long as the uh the basketball games show up,
0: yeah. uh, you know, and and we're getting close to uh the start of school and uh for a lot of teams that means you know, workouts are gonna, you know, gear back up. I know like you tend to write a lot about Kansas, um, you know, very uh clearly uh as this is a Mizzou pod not a very popular team uh for our listeners but um but definitely a team that warrants a lot of coverage uh you know even if even the biggest Kansas detractor has to respect the fact that uh, they win a lot of games that are very popular um and they're are they still on their foreign tour at this point no they're they're finished I don't know that they're home yet but they're done playing and uh any word
1: on how that went I know that they were playing some like they played the Bohemian, the, the Bohemian national team twice. Okay. Um, they split with them and then uh, beat a Costa Rica team. I've only watched the, um, I've only watched the um, first one or sorry, the last game. Cause I was on vacation. Um, yeah. so I've requested the tape of the others and I'm actually going through and, and trying to get tape of everybody. That's like top 25 worthy that played on a foreign tour and go through and watch those games because I'm a crazy person. Uh, so uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that here kind of okay. this month.
0: Does that include the Missouri Tigers? Because they're probably not considered by many a, a, a top 25 team at this point.
1: Yeah, I did say top 25 worthy, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, think I, they're, th-
1: th- I have not put them on the list.
0: Well maybe you should because uh, I think I think it, it's at least gonna really? be an interesting season in Columbia. and uh, yeah. and I think yeah from what I've heard the coaches really like their team yeah, um, that's good. but what uh, I brought you on here to talk about is not the Kansas Jayhawks uh, surprisingly enough um, is more about this conference realignment stuff. Uh, so for people that have had uh, I guess you know their head in the dirt or uh, been stuck in a cave, um, college athletics were sort of thrown, uh, <laughs> I guess, to the wolves a bit and and now we have uh, a completely revamped big 12, completely revamped uh big Ten and a decimated pack 12, um with basically the four remaining teams to pack 12 still, I guess trying to hold the league together a little bit. Uh, that'd be Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, uh, and uh, Washington State. Everybody else is gone.
1: They're always um, trying to hold it together until somebody comes out and gives them an invitation. Then they're like, "Oh, we're good with yeah. it." <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. No need, Boise State. We're good. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go hang out because yeah, I did see some reports that the ACC was looking at like Stanford and Cal, and I like to me, it's just it's wild to think that we've gotten to a place where Stanford, a team that is successful and granted they've had uh, a little bit of a rough run in the, in the two primary, uh, revenue sports and mm-hmm. men's basketball and, um, and, and college football. But the, uh, you know, the women's basketball team is always really good every year. They win, uh, as many national titles in other sports as, as any, uh, as any college out there. Um, yeah. like they're always, uh, at the top of the the list and in, in in that sort of category uh and here they are basically like ignored in the the conference realignment thing um so coming coming out of like yeah, as a guy who really kind of follows a lot of the big 12 i guess the the best case you know scenario here is it has generated quite a basketball league uh big 12 is really kind of been considered probably the best basketball league each of the last few years mm-hmm. um what sort of impact do you see this having on the big 12 with arizona arizona state utah and colorado now all coming back uh colorado coming back the others coming into the league uh next year
1: i mean arguably you could make it you could make the case that's even a better basketball league now because um you know you lose texas who's usually pretty good, but Arizona's better than Texas perennially. And then um, you get Houston, who, you know, as long as Kelvin Sampson's there is probably going to be a top 10, top 15-ish program. Um, And then I think, you know, BYU, Cincinnati are potentially on the upswing you get a turd in central Florida. So that brings you down a, a little bit. Uh it's sad. But, Johnny Dawkins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, I, I think these things like a program, sometimes is as good as their coaches. So like if central Florida here in a couple of years gets a different coach and he crushes it, um, you know, then maybe central Florida is suddenly a good basketball program. Um, so you never, you know, I think these things can, that can change very quickly, but um, looking at it right now, yeah, it's a, it's a terrific basketball league. Does it make any sense geographically? No, but <laughs> there will be some uh, some some fun matchups. Well, yeah, and I think like
0: the the geographical part is probably one of the things that stands out to a lot of the uh, and you know, I include myself um, you know in this category of a detractor of mm-hmm. you know all the realignment. Um, you know, I, I think you and I are both guys who grew up on you know, on big eight basketball and, um, you know, and, and like the thrill of, uh, you know, the big eight conference tournament, you mm-hmm. know, and Kansas city at the end of the year is like one of the, you know, I think one of my favorite times kind of transitioning right into, uh, the NCAA tournament it was always a great time. Uh, at the same time, like it's been a long time, uh, since, you know, the big eight was turned into the big 12. um, I am, I think, a little uh, relieved since Missouri has been in the SEC to be getting Texas and Oklahoma uh, back in the SEC um, because there's that familiarity that you have with those programs. Um, But, yeah, it is sort of, I guess, uh, losing track of kind of my my question as I'm thinking about, you know, all the, the old days and sort of what we were used to. Mm-hmm. but but i think you know when you consider like the detractors and yeah getting back to like the geography of it you know how do we get to a point where like all these decisions are so money driven and where there's just a complete lack of consideration for anything that isn't revolving around college football uh, to the point where like you know the big ten is a coast to coast league now like it's it's just it's crazy i don't I don't understand quite how we got here.
1: Yeah I, I mean I, I think television's the way we got here and and it'll be interesting like as television changes and these these deals eventually expire are they gonna have the same kind of money offers for the for the TV rights that they've had in the past and when they don't and TV kind of figures out, wait, wait, like rivalry, people want to watch rivalries like that. That probably matters. Like what's, what's going to happen then? Um, I, I could foresee a, a future where we start, where, where leagues start kicking out teams. It's like, Oh, I don't really offer as much. Let's, let's boot them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, who knows where we go from, from here, but, um, I, I thought Chip Kelly had an interesting quote, um, the other day, it might've been just been yesterday, um, where he says Notre Dame is an independent in football, but they're in a conference for everything else. Why aren't we all independent for football? Take the 64 teams in power five and make that one division, take the 64 teams in group of five, and make that another division. Um, so like that makes some sense to me. We're actually working on something at the athletic that's kind of similar concept. I, as you mentioned at the top, I, I, I don't know if you maybe we talked about it off air, but I wrote something a couple of years ago where it's like let's let's just split football off. And let's make conferences that make sense geographically, and and I wish we could get to that point. I don't know that we ever do. Um, I, I know you know we were someone from our staff talked to to a former conference commissioner who's like, if, if football separates, then they're just going to be like, well, we're not going to help the other sports with their money, you know, and the, and, and you're going to get a lot of um, sports that just, that aren't profitable, that would just go away. A lot of schools just, you know, doing away with, let's say women's soccer, or even some of their men's basketball programs that are profitable. So, um, I don't know if that's actually would, would be the case, but, um, you know, there's, there's so many different things to consider when you try to piece it back together. But, um, you know, one thing, like you look at a school like Oregon, Who's now going to be in the Big Ten? Right? I got that right. (laughs) Yes. Think about their travel budget now compared to what it used to be. And once this TV money, if it changes at some point, like, do we do they pull back and be like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I just know as a somebody who grew up on loving the rivalries of college sports. Um, loving watching Kansas play Missouri. Um, it's all just all a big bummer. And I, I, I don't think, I think that we've, you know, people have made such decisions just on not looking way down the road, but just kind of looking in the, um, you know, year, two years out, um, money grab situations that um, they've kind of messed some things up in, in terms of like what we used to have made sense. And um so I don't know, it just all bums me out. I still think um uh, the games will be entertaining. Um, but I mean I, I I it's also at the same time like um you know, Rick Pitino of all people made made a you know like a, made some sense when he was t- when he tweeted about like the um the mental health of athletes and, and all this travel and how taxing that is on them. Um because cause you know, besides football and men's basketball, like a lot of these teams are going to be taking commercial flights and just, you know, the hours that they'll be spending on and travel, and, and um, you know, lack of sleep is just, it's not a great situation. So um, yeah, I, I went on a tangent there, but. Um, well, no, like, I, I think that's like, that's an apt point
0: because I, I i do sort of think of it from a standpoint of like so much of this is very centered around, around football, like very clearly the money that's being generated is being generated from college football. Uh, co- you know, college men's basketball really, uh, you know, does well. Uh, but it's nothing compared to college football and, and women's basketball is, is improving. But again, like it's all these pale in comparison to what college football generates. Um, travel for football is one game a week.
1: You not every week.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you, you travel what maybe five six times a year. Mm-hmm. you're there on a Friday, you play on a Saturday, you come back after the game.
1: Then go yeah. wherever it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah like yeah. You, you get you get right back into your regular daily routine mm-hmm. whereas you know like baseball and softball, they're playing multiple games. you know uh, track, they have multiple events. And so it's just like you're the the, and men's basketball very clearly like you're going to have to like set up these schedules where you're sending teams all around the country, you know, Mm -hmm. and trying to condense their travel into like one section of the season. And we've seen like really like I think we've seen that the level of impact that has on a team like West Virginia who struggles to perform well. When it has to travel long ways, and why they're so much better at home when teams are having to travel to West Virginia because it's like it's such a long trip compared to like, you know, going from Lawrence to Manhattan Mm -hmm. uh, or going, you know, from Columbia to Ames. Like these are things where, you know, regionally it made so much more sense and it was easier. And now we're reaching a point where, again, these decisions are made for football and the money is being generated by football. And they're the least impacted by these travel situations. Like it's, it's, it's easy for UCLA to be like, ah, for one week, we're going to fly off to New Jersey. Okay. That's on a private plane, direct flight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I'm starting to kind of, you know, fake it. I, I almost, I think it's kind of funny as we, as the conferences get larger and larger, you're also starting to lose. And again, kind of getting back into, uh, you know, the impact to non football teams, but you know, like part of the fun of the smaller conferences is you're going to play everybody twice Mm -hmm. as the conferences get larger. And the sec has been this since Missouri and Texas A&M have entered the league. You don't play everybody twice. Yeah. You get some teams twice and everybody else once. And, to me like creating that imbalance in the, in the schedule makes it more difficult i would rather like you know if you end up with super leagues and i think this is kind of one of the things that you touch on in your pitch you end up with a super league well just break that in half and this is really just one league this is your other league and mm-hmm. then you have you sort of have like a partner to play non conference games that you know i guess maybe end up being in conference but i think really focusing on smaller you know more condensed pockets for conferences for the you know non-revenue sports plus basketball um, to me just makes all the sense in the world for I think hopefully where this is going. I,
1: and I, I think the the one positive that I see out of this is you know I, I like let's take the big 12 for instance and and I think one reason the big 12 has done so well um, with the metrics, is that you had a smaller league. Everybody played each other twice and they somehow avoided like having a terrible team every year. Um, All those programs basically by making the correct coaching hires, I think had pretty good basketball programs that nobody like fell off way, way off. And if they did fall away off, it was like a year. And then they were back. Right. Yeah. Um, Now that you're bigger, you you know, like you said, you're not going to play everybody twice um, like Kansas and Baylor, if they're not playing each other twice, well, that's two really, really good games on your resume. And then now it's down to one. Um, so that, that stinks. But the the one positive I would see is if we have, let's say we go to more than 18 conference games, um, which is what they've been playing. Let's say they play 22 or something like that. And, that cuts into the non-conference. I don't think that's a terrible thing because a lot of non-conference games that you schedule are, are just crap games. Now, will some teams quit scheduling the good non-conference games because they got to guarantee themselves some wins? There's a pause pull, um negative, you know, b- because I, I, I do think that um, we are starting to get a little bit better non-conference games. Um, coaches are, like, getting less be- – not being such wusses and, like, playing people. Um, which that's good. But so th- that would be like, in, as I talked through this and I haven't thought it through that, much. but like, <laughs> we we at least could get some more competitive games earlier in the season. I think that's good for the sport. Um, but at the same time, like I would, I would like to see just, you know, what, what I broke down in my story a couple of years ago was like, everybody had 10 teams and you played everybody twice and geographically, they made sense. You're right there. Um, you know, Missouri can play Kansas t- twice a year again. Like that, like, like I, I wish we could get back to a scenario where where those things were happening, where I, Missouri's playing Iowa State twice a year. Missouri's playing Nebraska twice a year. And you can, if you want to, you could really drive to those games. Um, and as fans, you can drive to those games. Like, that's the other thing. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm like Colorado being back in the Big 12. Kansas fans are going to love that because they always used to go to to Colorado, you know, once a year and, and go watch you know the Jayhawks play the bus because that's was a pretty easy drive and you know hey Colorado's a fun place to go to so um that's what's like if you're a UCLA fan you're not driving to Rutgers <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> under no scenario you're driving to Rutgers it used to be in the big eight you could theoretically probably drive to any of those places and watch a game right yeah um, and that, that's what like for fans, that was fun. Like that was, we grew up in an era where like, you could get to any game your team played pretty much during the conference season. And, and, uh, and, and for parents, like a lot of times you're making college decisions on um, okay. Like I've got a, you know, I've got two boys. Um, If one of them were good enough to play college sport, I would love for them to go to a school that was close by to me so I could see a bunch of their games. Well, Mm -hmm. I can still see a bunch of their home games, but now like I'm not, I don't have the money to drive around and, and, you know, drive to Arizona and drive to West Virginia and all these places, um, to see their games where it used to be, I probably could have got, you know, if if they're at a big 12 school, I could have gotten to like every single one. Yeah. And I think that's
0: like another factor is, you know, you think about, uh, like for me, like I was thinking, right after all the, the the news sort of was breaking in a lot of, uh, you know, Pac-12 softball players were sort of speaking up about, you know, a lot of their, their decision-making and choosing a school was based around, you know, being able to be closer to home so their families could see them play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, like as the Big Ten is pulling some of the, the, <laughs> the Pac-12, like, yeah, there are going to be some games that are still, Uh, you know, within, you know, driving distance. And, you know, if you're, uh, you know, Oregon and um, you want to be able to drive down to, you know, Los Angeles, I mean, that's still a hell of a drive, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And and maybe that's also kind of part of it is that, you know, the struggle of, uh, you know, the, the West Coast being so much more spread out uh, you know, and and the states being larger out there and, and having longer distance uh, distances to drive, it was it was really important uh, for them. Uh, you know, I think if if you're in, you know, and the the SEC made more regional decisions in their initial expansion. You know, like and even adding Texas and Oklahoma, I mean, those are all states that still border the states that yeah. are in the SEC. And so you're like, "Okay, that makes sense." But then all of a sudden like out of nowhere, and it was just earlier this spring, right? When when UCLA and USC is like, "Nope, we're going to the Big 10." And you're like, like, "That <laughs> That doesn't make any sense to me." And it's just like, "I uh, I could even understand, I think at some point the Pac uh t- Pac-12 was talking about adding some of the Texas schools and kind of doing that. But again, that made sense. So really all the Texas schools, they just have to hop over to New Mexico and they're in Arizona mm-hmm. uh, and you still kind of keep that Southern, uh, you know, regionality of of the Pac-12 alive with, with, you know, like Texas tech, which is basically New Mexico already. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, you're like, there's just so much of this is being thrown out and now like we had the acc and they're discussing you know cal stanford they're discussing smu yeah.
1: the atlantic and, you know, conference right and then
0: you're like i like so i i think you know where i kind of want to wrap this like what is our what is our end game here I don't know. um where, where do you think like where do you like there has to be a like a threshold that we're going to reach where it it just becomes no longer plausible and is it a point where like the money simply runs out and mm-hmm. so everything starts to like contract and we kind of just go back to where it
1: was yeah like, i think in like 2035 we could be looking at totally different like setup for college sports
0: who knows well and and like do you think that like are we headed towards college football just breaking off
1: i i don't think we are quite yet I wish we were in a way but it, it, like I said I think it creates a lot of headaches that I don't know that people are willing ready to to deal with and have um the answers to but um I think at some point that's that's like like chip Kelly's way of saying it made made a lot of sense to me where you you have like a all these a 64 team league basically and um you know notre dame basketball plays in the acc um you know let's let's just make the big eight again (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know um so and and that's i mean that's a good question
0: like if if you move to uh, a place where like you are separating college football um how much realignment you know, do you get into and going back to you know because like Missouri has a wrestling program in the Big Twelve mm-hmm. because and I mean the Big Twelve wrestling is also a wild conference if you actually look at the teams involved um, you know because like there's a lot of schools that just aren't carrying wrestling anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they are in the Big Twelve. I didn't even know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Missouri wrestling's in the Big Twelve. Uh, I love that. But if like. I'm, I'm like without completely getting sidetracked uh, big 12 wrestling. Um, like the teams in it. I was like, wait, they're in the big 12. Cause it's like, all right. Wrestling. Where's wrestling? All right, there was at least two or three teams. I was like stunned. Uh, Baylor, BYU, CF, Cincinnati, Houston, or is this, that's the new big 12. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have tough. to, I'm going to have to find it. Cause I was just like, a
1: tough Google I,
0: I swear it was like, yeah, I swear it was like, there was like San Jose, South Dakota state or something like that. There was like some teams. And I'm just like, how are they in the big 12? And it's just because, you know, like you're, you're filling, uh, you know, cause the reality is, is we have all these division one schools, uh, but you get to sort of pick and choose what sports you want to carry. And so if you're if you have football, chances are uh, and if you're in like a one of these power leagues, chances are football is is generating enough revenue for you to where you're paying for other sports. Uh, how many of those sports you're able to sort of cover is probably dependent on how successful you are at making money through football. So, yeah, Missouri does very well in the SEC. They they take some of the money and and put it towards wrestling and wrestling uh is able to sort of maintain its uh, they're one of the top 10 uh schools for wrestling in the country. Um and so they're able to maintain that. Um but as football separates and or if football separates uh like there is going to be a sort of a, a trickle down effect where schools are really going to have to make different financial decisions and I think we're really going to get an experiment uh, and how that's going to play out with Cal and Stanford, two teams that were used to uh, a budget boost from the Pac-12 media rights deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they don't get invited uh, to the ACC uh, or one of these other leagues, like what is that going to do for for Stanford and Cal? And how is that going to impact not only uh, their their top line programs, but you know programs down the line? And I think like that's going to be maybe the most interesting uh,
1: you know, question for how things play out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're Stanford, you probably go independent like a Notre Dame and maybe try to be, um uh, get in a league for some of your smaller sports sports, maybe the mountain West or some of your sports. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know. We just, we've, we, we've, we've gone to a, just a crappy place and, and, uh, the, the games will still be fun. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I look at like, I was at the Big Twelve, sitting at the Big Twelve tournament last year, and and they're um, they're like pushing, oh, we got we got Fat Joe here, watching games. Like Fat Joe's gonna put, he did not even performing, but like Fat Joe's gonna put some some people in the seats, like people come see Fat Joe, and they show Fat Joe up on the on the big screen. And you're in Kansas City, nobody cares, like. Nobody. <laughs> And like you know what's gonna put people in the seats? Kansas, Missouri. Yeah. Missouri, Iowa State. Like the the, uh, the attendance wasn't terrible, but it, like it's not as good as it could be if you have the right schools in. You think Central Florida fans are gonna come to Kansas City and watch the Big 12 tournament? Like, no, they're not. Um, so that's that's really where we gone. Like, like, how fun was the Big Eight tournament at Kemper Arena nice. back in the day? yeah right? like those were those were awesome awesome environments and it didn't matter what celebrity was in the stands we didn't give a crap we're here for the games yeah and that's what college sports is about like it's not about the spectacle um like the Big 12 is 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 going to play some basketball and football games in Mexico City like what like mean, no, nobody cares there And maybe you're gonna get some fans to travel just to that's, you know, cool opportunity. But for the most part, like people want to see the games on the campus against the schools that they hate. Yeah. And, and, and that's where we've, and, and that's part of the beauty of college sports. That's why like people fall in love with it. Like it's, nothing's more fun than, than beating your rival. And you know, for me, who's like a basketball nerd and cares about the matchups and 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 like breaking down the nitty gritty of it, like I'm still going to enjoy the heck out of it. But um, there's some people that like are, are just of, of our generation that are slowly probably not going to care as much, um, just because they're like, "Well, we're playing Central Florida. Like, w- what are we doing here? Um, you know, Missouri's playing Florida. Who cares?" Um, so. I don't know. That 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 that's where I get worked up and, and 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 upset about it because eventually this TV money, it it's gonna change the equation. The, the, like the networks aren't gonna be like, we're gonna still shell out all this money. I, I think it's gonna change at some point. And when those contracts run out, I, I wonder where we are and, and, and if we start kind of restructuring things. And and like I said, if if they start just booting teams, hey, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Um and and I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't think we've seen the end of concert, conference or realignment because a couple of years ago, you probably thought you'd seen close to the end of it, and then it, you know, here we go. Yeah. Well,
0: and I do think like you know, college basketball already struggles uh, to get fans to tune in. You know, before the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. um, and I think a large part of that is of their own doing. I think you know, like all these neutral site, you know, games are really
1: pretty uninteresting um there's too many there's too many of the tournaments like there should be maui and you know pre-season nit
0: right but why why is why is the maui tournament always so great because you can can only fit like 2500 people in that gym so it's Mm -hmm. always packed Mm -hmm. uh yeah maybe you you have to be uh pretty well off to travel to support your team there but Mm-hmm. There are enough of those fans for the teams and they always get like great, a great lineup. So yes, Maui should not be retracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, what is it? The one in the, one in the Bahamas. Battle, was, battle, like, for the Atlantis. battle for Atlantis is like always really good. Yeah. But then like you turn in for like, you know, the battle of Charleston or whatever it is. And there's yeah. like, there's 45 people in the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, like M- Missouri was in one a few years ago, and I th- want to say the Virgin Islands or something like that. and I had to I had to look it up and pay for a flow sports subscription to watch their games. Kansas State was in this w- w- they yeah. played Kansas State, and it's just like, oh, uh, was it was horrible. So it's just like, yeah, I I would I think the thing that makes people more passionate about college sports is the environment that those sports are in. Like Dennis Gates coming in this last year at Missouri, if you were just tuning in for a, a regular Missouri game, you saw a full, uh, a full house student, students going crazy. And it, it, and it really didn't matter who they were playing now. Yeah. There were some more lightly attended games early, but as, as the team got, you know, was winning more and more and and people were uh, showing up and then they also did something creative with the tickets where in order to go to the Kansas game, you had to go to like other games <laughs> uh, to, to, to make sure, right. To make sure that like, you know, the, you know, the, the stands were full for, uh, you know, Lindenwood or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but playing those kinds of games, I think is the only way that you're going to get more people invested into college basketball. Uh, and, and, the more like the more excitement that you have in november december uh the more likely you know like some of those tv contracts are going to be able to help you support um you know some of the the, the other non reb sports uh because I, I do think at some point college football is probably going to break off and that's going to be a really big financial change for a lot of these schools and how they operate mm-hmm. yeah well we'll see uh cj anything else you want to uh get off your chest before we get out of here no i
1: think i, I think i've gone on most most of my get off my lawn rants <laughs> uh well i'm with you uh, uh so i did the
0: final team scores from the last big 12 championship uh missouri oklahoma iowa state oklahoma state northern iowa south dakota state north dakota state west virginia wyoming Air Force, Northern Colorado, and Utah Valley. That is your 12 wrestling Big
1: 12 schools. It almost makes more <laughs> geographic sense than the actual Big 12.
0: It's just like a slight shift to the west, is you know, like a, a northwest, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. So hey, I followed up with the information that we didn't have. Good work, uh, everybody. Uh, this guy. Follow this guy uh, on on Twitter if you're still, or I guess on X if you're if you're on that uh, at CJ Moore Hoops. Uh, he's always writing at the Athletic. Um, go check him out there. Uh, and if you pull up his recent Twitter feed, you can find his piece from a couple of years ago. It's only like you know five or six tweets down the timeline, uh, called "A Modest Proposal: One Man's Quixotic Quest." to remake men's college basketball conferences into an ideal alignment. CJ, it's a wonderful read. I recommend it for everybody. Uh, you know, and I think right now it's pretty timely, despite being
1: yeah. a couple of years old. <laughs> I don't write the headlines. I think there was a word in there. I probably don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, qu- quixotic is a, is a, is,
0: a, is a good one. I, I like the uh, the quixotic quest. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, good job. Thanks for your time, uh, as always. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. All right, thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, CJ. Cool. Once again, I'd like to thank CJ Moore uh and his uh his time uh to to spend with me to talk about realignment and and sort of get his take on it. Uh the impacts, uh the the decisions that are driving this are clearly centered around college football, uh, which is why it was really nice to kind of get an idea of what a college basketball uh you know writer might think about it. Um you know, CJ and I are in agreement that uh, going back to some of the old Big Eight rivalries might be good for uh, at least this sport regionally, um, but we're probably several years away from that. You know, being a reality. Uh, so thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, stay tuned because I've also got uh, Bill Connolly uh, coming up here soon, and we're going to talk to Bill uh, and and. Get his take on the college football side. So, uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more, just like it being directly into your personal device, just click the subscribe button below. Uh, and you can find this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or for iPhone or the Google Podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify Just search for rock and radio. Uh, and if you like other sports fans First sports network, uh, is a podcast network that has, uh, coverage of all other teams, age league, baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, whatever you want, uh, to listen and, and read about. It is a great, great network full of really fantastic podcasts. So look them up and subscribe, uh, to any and all of those podcasts. Uh, Rock M Radio will be back with more episodes coming soon. Thanks.